For streaming, creating, gaming, and more, power your passions for less during Dell's exceptional cyber savings event. Enjoy up to $400 off stunning laptops like the XPS, along with high-performance desktops and next-level Alienware systems, redefining what's possible with 10th-gen Intel Core processors. Shop special prices on top-brand electronics and accessories, plus enjoy free shipping on everything. Don't forget to ask for Intel when you call 1-800-BUY-DELL. That's 1-800-BUY-DELL. Hello, it is Tuesday, July 9th, 2019. Fresh off an incredible vacation. The boys and I are invigorated. That word I did learn on vacation. By the way. Wow. <laughs> invigorated, rejuvenated, and ready to penetrate your ears with some magic. Today we cover everything that needs to be talked about. We talk about the Women's World Cup pay salaries, and we figured it out, by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Good for you, good for us. Good for the team for what we did today. Absolutely. And D-Will, Darren Williams, stops by for a conversation about the NBA, breaking down everything. It's going to be something that you love. Also, another thing that you'll love is your experience when you buy a ticket from your our friends at SeatGeek. SeatGeek yes. is the presenting sponsor of this show. That means they pay the most, which means they take <laughs> care of us the most, which means we need you to buy tickets from SeatGeek. If you're going to go see a live event, whether it's a sporting event, whether it's a comedy event, whether it's a musical event, whether it's a theater event, whether it's whatever type of live event that exists, SeatGeek has the best tickets for the best prices for the best people, which are you. And right now, you use promo code PAT, get $10 off your first order. Promo code McAfee, $20 off your first Mm, order. mm -hmm. Wow. little self-awareness here. Mm -hmm. Let's look in the bank account. If we're not rich yet, go ahead and use McAfee. Get $20 off your first order. If we do have a little chicky-chang-chang in our bang-a-bang-bang... Use Pat for $10 off your first order. Shout out to SeatGeek. Shout out to you for choosing to listen to this. I think you're going to enjoy today's show. In a time where sports is not supposed to be prevalent, right? Right. Everybody says whenever basketball ends, it's only baseball season. Kind of takes over the world. It's kind of a dry time in sports. Good luck, sports talk show host, they say. Mm-hmm. How good are you? Let's find uh, out. Blah, 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 blah. Sports have been awesome lately. Yeah, I, they I, have. When I went on that trip, we all had a, a week off there. Sports were awesome. It was incredible. The NBA, we'll chat about here in a little bit. Great conversation with D. Will coming. But the Women's World Cup had me fully entrenched in it. I mean, I was balls deep in that Women's World Cup. I was pulling so hard for other countries to fail. I felt like a terrible person. <laughs> it, honestly, it, in the celebration that they're having at this point, too. I love it. Mm-hmm. It makes it reminds me of like whenever old uh, Kazi Ovechkin finally won. Oh yeah, oh, yeah and yeah. he won after it. <laughs> this is a new women's World Cup team, by the way. This is, I mean, Rapino has been around. Carly Lloyd's been around. She didn't play that much, even though she was still a co-captain. But this is a new batch of women. No more Hope Solo. It's a whole new women, and I like their swagger. Mm-hmm. I am a big fan of this women's World Cup team. Todd, did you watch it? Yeah, I didn't watch this final one. I just saw clips of it. But I followed the games prior to that, and I became so you a huge fan. You just chose not to watch the final. Oh, <laughs> you just chose not to watch the, the World Cup. I was five. in transit. I did get to catch part of it. Gotcha. Uh, the penalty shot. Yeah, yeah I got there to see go. that Look part. You. Yeah, you. yeah. So I'm a I'm a big Alex Morgan fan. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I mean, join the club, buddy. Fucking is mm-hmm. fire, dude. Like her energy is so contagious. I don't know how she doesn't go everywhere she goes. I'm sure she's just one of those people that makes 
everyone around her better. I mean, she's uh, celebrating hard too, which I appreciate. The tea sip, uh, awesome, legendary, <laughs> so good, absolutely legendary. Because if you go back in time, obviously the whole thing started the whole England America thing mm-hmm. happened to be a little bit of a tea party. You know what I mean? So she had she went ahead and started a tea party, and then obviously the women win. Rapino and Trump get into it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Trump and the NFL players, Trump and Rapino. <laughs> Rapino hits a game winner in the women's World Cup. That's tough. I mean, that is that is tough for the Trump. I mean, that's a tough look for the guy. But, I mean, then it all kind of spirals into this, just like everything, by the way. Everything becomes this political, mm-hmm. polarizing op- opportunity for everybody from both sides to kind of jump in and just take their swings or whatever they can. It, it's You can't just celebrate America beating the fuck out of everybody anymore. Right. right. You can't. Because somewhere, somebody's getting fucked, you know? Yeah, Somewhere, true. somebody's getting fucked. You can't just be like, yeah, America's better than you again. Ha <laughs> ha. Awesome. Let's go about our day. We just learned about Gaelic football. Just just hit the internet. Oh like, that could have been a perfect transition. You know what I mean? Like, boom, America's better than you. Go fuck yourself. Ooh, oh, what's this new sport? It's just on to the next thing. No, no, no. Because now we live in a woke society where everybody knows everything about everything. Mm-hmm. And there's injustices where it seems that you would never think there's injustices. For instance, it all started, I think, with a Darren Ravel tweet. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, that, that Darren Ravel is a interesting cat. He gets either zero action on his tweets or he starts a war with his tweets. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's one or the other. It, it is an interesting situation. By the way, we should say the Action Network, Darren Ravel. I still think uh, everybody, mm-hmm. he's, he signed to the Action Network. He's right. no longer with the ESPN. That was nice of you to clarify. Well, I just, in my head, every time I read Darren Ravel, I just think of him at ESPN. And I'm like, man, Action Network probably paid him a pretty good amount of money. And it never, ever says Action Network's Darren Ravel. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably poor branding. I, I, if I'm Action Network, I'm having him change his name to Action Network's Darren Ravel, by the way, on Twitter. Something mm-hmm. to think about. Smart. Neither here nor Well, you know what? Sometimes you don't want to be associated with that fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, I guess that's kind of up in the air. But it all started with him saying, uh, the women win the World Cup. They will each be paid $250,000. If the men were to do the same, they would each get $1.1 million. That's a big difference. Boom. Big difference. <laughs> big difference. Over four times the yeah. difference there, just Zito. It's just, uh, it starts an instantaneous, whose side of the fence are you on? Whose dick is bigger conversation? Oh. And just like everything, if you believe this, then you believe this. If you believe this, you believe this. If you believe that the LGBTQ community should get the equal rights as everybody else, all of a sudden you're a hippie who loves weed, who doesn't understand the world, blah, 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 blah. If you think there should be a border on the South, you're a terrible person, you're a racist, you're a homophobe, you're this, you're this. If you believe that the U.S. Women's World Cup team, national team, who is the face of soccer in America, who is the most successful soccer program that has maybe ever existed, I would argue, Mm. maybe ever existed, should get paid at least equal to the failing men's soccer team. All of a sudden, you're a socialist, you're a coward who has no idea how economics work, who just don't understand the world. You want a 90% tax on everybody because you feel this way. You want equal pay. You want a higher minimum wage. And I'm only saying that because I put out a tweet saying, hey, let's talk about these salaries. That's all I said. That's all, all I said, by the way, was let's talk about these salaries. And these were the tweets that I got from people, that I was a socialist who didn't understand the world, that I was a coward, that I'm, I bet I would like a 90% tax. No, I fucking hate Bernie. 
<laughs> Let's make sure that is out there. But it's just one of those things where there's no more common sense anymore. And it's I understand the economics behind it. How there's three point one billion dollars for the men's World Cup, and there's only one hundred and forty million. Blah blah blah. But if I'm the U.S. Soccer Federation, which I'm sure is dirty, which I'm sure is fucking just the most fraudulent operation just like everything else is in the world mm -hmm. i'm trying to keep my ladies as happy as possible because they're the only reason soccer is going to grow at all in this country because all you see whenever you see men on tv is what them fail yeah just fucking fail every the, time the same exact day the same exact day as the women go back to back the men can't even score a fucking goal in the gold <laughs> cup final against mexico which is for those that don't know soccer one of our arch rivals, like U.S., Mexico, even as kids, you, it's a big-time rival. Can't even score a goal. Can't do shit. Christian Pulisic has a chance to maybe take it over and stuff like that. But I just think there has to be... There has to be somewhere where we don't just paint a broad brush over everything. We have some common sense. We're like, you know what? Hey, maybe those ladies that fucking represent for the red, the white, and the blue... Deserve a little bit more money. And also, maybe they need to light switch Lou, who can maybe go sell some fucking sponsorships <laughs> yeah. and get them a bit more money out there. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That's why I didn't like a lot of the arguments that people were making, saying that you were basically a fucking idiot that didn't understand the finances of it. I was like, I don't, this, it seems bigger than what they're saying. So I looked up, and it said... Like according to the Wall Street Journal, the U.S. women's national team generated 50.8 million in ticket sales from 2016 to 2018, yep. while the U.S. men's national team generated 49.9 million. Mm. They outperformed them financially as far as ticket sales go. I know it doesn't count TV deals and whatever people are obtaining sponsorships. Well, and it was also 18 games versus eight games, mm -hmm. so there's different that. But it's still that's 50 they're, fucking. They're showing up. Yes, they, they are, are causing tickets up. to be sold. Exactly, and this is how like NCAA people talk about how. Well, we can't pay the players because we don't make enough money. These women are making money. I mean, it's they're on, doing their job. It is on paper. These women are they are entertaining. Mm -hmm. They are winning. They are doing their job. And this is this is something that just like I, I brought, I talked about Light Switch Lou, like selling some some ads for them. So, for instance, our podcast reaches a group of humans that not a lot of podcasts reach. Right? Podcasts are normally big city places. Our podcast happens to be in the middle of America, so our ads are worth more to a lot of companies than other people because we're reaching a demo that other people can't reach. Makes sense. I feel like the women's soccer team should be making money because they're reaching a group of humans that the men's team can't reach, which are people that enjoy success, which is <laughs> which is a group of people that you should want on your side. I feel like there has to be some sort of business plan or business route that the U.S. Soccer Federation, because that optically... That looks so bad, that mm -hmm. 1.1 200. And right. it's also like maybe they just made that number up. Like, all right, that, that'd be like me to Zito. Like, Zito, if you ever play on the Cuban national team, I'll give you $7 billion. <laughs> it's almost like that's what they're doing. Like, if the men win, we'll pay them 1.1. If the men win the World Cup, we'll give them $1.1 million. Like, we know this is never going to happen. But with the women, they're like, all right, this is going to happen. What is the actual play? It's almost like that is. That's going to be what's that going is kinda, on. That is yeah. what happens. So yeah. all the sponsorships happen now, though, right? After they win so all these big opportunities. Yeah, this is salary. This is all from like FIFA and from U.S. Oh, soccer, gotcha. as opposed so to like post soccer. Gotcha. Like, because like, like, let's say the the nineteenth girl on the roster, 
she's not going to be getting a bunch of sponsorships right, right now, right? She's not going to do shit for the next four years. And I don't think there's a good women's soccer league out there paying her, right? So she was a part of this this thing, and yeah. she's supposed to survive for the next four years, I guess, off of this is $250,000 payment. But there has to be a way to better business this. I dug thing. into this a little bit into the way these uh, revenues are split up, basically. so it's like the, the NFL, right? Kind of. The sponsorships are sold as a bundle in the sense that they're selling both the men's and women's team sponsorships in the same deal, which seems odd to me, right? It, it feels like you would want to sell those differently because then all that revenue is being split between them, but it's like one propping up the other used to be, right? But now they're arguably popularity of women's much more popular. Now, uh, I women's, say. I would say the women's soccer team is arguably... I think they're more fun to watch, too. They're f- more fun to watch. They're more entertaining. They're more successful. The, the, the men didn't even get into the fucking World Cup last time. I mean, exactly. And this is right. a guy, I played in the ODP. I came through the ODP ranks, the Olympic Development Program. I, I got pretty high up in that world. I, I mean, I very much understand that it, how hard it is to make it. The dudes just don't cut it for whatever reason, whether it's politics on who makes the team, who doesn't make the team, who's coaching, all that shit, whatever it is. The men's team play, play, play a boring style of soccer. They don't win, and none of the stars are from America. Now, granted, the Pulisic kid has a real shot to turn mm-hmm. this whole thing on its head, but until then, I mean, it's not going to happen. I mean, it's just it's very interesting. Like you mentioned, too, I initially, that's what I thought. I was like, okay, well, they know that the women are probably going to win the World Cup, so they can't afford to say, hey, we'll give you guys $1.1 million. <laughs> <All right. laughs> they know the men are never going to win All right, the if Cup. the men win, here, listen up, Michael Bradley. You guys win a World Cup, we'll give you $4 billion. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll figure it out if it happens. It, it does feel like that is a chance, too. But, boy, optically, it just looks bad, especially in 2019 right now, where it's everything is like, hey, let's make our world a better one. That just seems to be one where it's just a, a glaring a glaring flaw whenever you're just kind of looking. Do you also, that, oh God. Do you think the social media push behind it, like all these big people pushing? Well, that's the world we live in. Social media is the reason why we live in a woke society. I mean, I mean, all this shit has been happening for years, but nobody knew about it. If you know, just like I just said there, it, it, without social media, without uh, Action Network's Darren Ravel, um, <laughs> we went straight from that Congratulations, we're better than you. I was on a resort with a lot of people, by the way, that were not from America. I had that not British shirt on. There was a lot <laughs> of Brits around, a lot of Brits around. I had an American flag tank top on. I mean, I, it would have been a nice thing just to walk around, you know, just walk around and be like, hey, cock it a walk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How's it going? Yeah. Our women, the country I was born in, the country that I was born in, the country that I popped out of my mother, Sally McAfee, who's an angel, I popped out of her. The women that surround our states, better at your game than you are. So everybody can eat shit and move out of... I would like that seat right there too, sir. I would like you... For the World Cup, I would like to do that. But social media, the only thing I can talk about now is, well, we're getting fucked. Now Now our greatest, our pride and joy is getting... Instead of just the past... By the way, ignorance is bliss is a real thing. Back in the day when you didn't know shit, it was just a happy mm-hmm. time. We, you know, I have a friend named Trip. Trip is uh, one of the happiest dudes I've ever met. He's one of the most attractive dudes I've ever met. But it took him 45 years to graduate from West Virginia University. He's a dumb dumb. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. He's one of the happiest dudes of all time. He has no idea what's going on. Zito, you are a perfect you. example. I didn't want to say it right to your face, but Nick pointed at you. <laughs> YouTube will is see that. that. A compliment? It's definitely yes. a compliment. It's definitely a compliment. Because yes. the more you know, the more you have to analyze, the more you have to think, the more you have to digest, the more you have to be like, fuck, that's not right. And that's what happened with the Women's World Cup. It's like, instead of just being happy and celebrating and moving 
moving forward like you would in the past. Now it's like, you know what? They deserve a lot more than what they're getting. They, they just they just put on a show, beat the world's best, worked their ass off, represented our country, by the way, which our country doesn't always get represented well in a lot of things. It's like, come on, let's go ahead and take care of them. So it's mm-hmm. kind of a, I don't want to say it's a buzzkill, but man, if US Soccer and FIFA could figure that out, that'd be great because I'd like to celebrate a little bit. Yeah, and you can't put like any blame on them for fighting for it because like no. we already talked about, they're doing their part. They also read that the, the U.S. Women's National Team, like, they're actually profitable. So in, like, 2017, they made $5 million in profit. Which probably never The happens. men's team lost a million dollars. They overspent. So if they're doing their part, then you got to start looking at the business model. What on the business end is lacking mm. that's not providing oh, who's a getting proper paid structure? A lot of money. Yeah. Oh, who's the CEO that's making What's going lot- on oh. <laughs> We're getting good, boys. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not always known for breaking things down and being right about stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Yeah, not, I mean, <laughs> something funny, Nick? <laughs> something funny, Nick? That's not well, how people refer to us, Todd, I would say. What was that? I don't think it's funny, Nick. What, I mean, what was... If put back against wall... We'll figure we shit out. Mm-hmm. Claw right out. I was just thinking about how much money is being tossed around to these people and how, you know, we don't need any of it. We're going to figure it out, but we don't need any of the money to do it. We're just nice guys. We're this doing, is it, for, unbelievable, we're doing it for them. <laughs> this is unbelievable, my Nick. <laughs> a recent Gallup survey shows Americans worry more about burglary than almost any other crime. More than mugging, more than terrorism, more than car theft, and even murder. According to studies, just over 10% of break-ins are planned beforehand. The rest are spur of the moment. Crimes of opportunity. In other words, random. That'd be another word. Mm-hmm. It would be. Good one. Random? Yes. It is a good word. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, it's just... It, it's all over the place. It's one of those words. It's a random word. It's chaotic. It's volatile. <laughs> <laughs> it's unpredictable. <laughs> what does that mean? According to the FBI, the average loss in a burglary is over $2,000. That can be hard to recover from. There are over 2 million burglaries reported every year. That's one every 13 seconds. That's the fastest second. Yeah. I catch a lot of people off sides. <laughs> Bang, a burglary just happened. <laughs> Simply Safe protects your whole home, every window, room, and door with 24 7 monitoring for just a fraction of the cost. Their police dispatch is up to three and a half times faster because they use video verification. There's no contract, hidden fees, or fine print. It's designed to blend right into your home. No wires, no drilling. It's easy to order, easy to set up, usually in under an hour. And Simply Safe has won a ton of awards from the awards that matter, from CNET to the New York Times wire cutter. Ever heard oh, of it, Ty? Wow. Prices nothing to sneeze at. Nothing. You don't do that. No, no, no. Prices are always fair. Thank you. Prices are always fair and honest. Around the clock monitoring is just $15 a month. That's cheap. Comfort for $15 a month. We have it in this office. I have it in my house. The pub has it, I believe. Frank has it in his tiny new apartment. Of course. Visit simplysafe.com slash McAfee. You'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure you go to simplysafe.com slash McAfee. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E.com forward slash M-C-A-F-E-E so they know that this show sent you. That's simplysafe.com slash McAfee. $15 for some comfort. Ain't that right, Frank? Hey, man. You know, I don't need a lot of room. Nah, but your room is secure. <laughs> Back to the show. So you can only fit one burglar at a time. <laughs> Stay in the car. We don't need you. <laughs> it's too small. It's too 
Spock. Call your cousin Randy. <laughs> that won't happen though, because Simply Safe will catch it all. Absolutely. There are two different CBAs. There's a CBA for the men's team and a CBA for the women's team, and they are negotiated and set up quite differently. Well, it seems oh, like yeah. the female CBA, the women's CBA, needs to get Goodell on their side. They, they <laughs> just signed a new one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously, they just signed a new one a year or two ago. The one before that was shit, and that was the reason for a lot of the outrage. The new one is better, but it's still not quite equal. The problem is the men's get paid. Uh, they get paid only if they play. So if a men's player doesn't play in the game, he does not get paid for that tournament, for that match, whatever it may be. Oh, so if he's on a bench, he doesn't get paid? I don't know about that. I don't know if it's a matter of dressing or being, Uh, you know what I mean? But uh, the women's do. They make a base salary, and then they make bonuses based on performances and whatnot. So that bonus, the thing that I was talking about, the bonus is something you could very easily add if you win a World Cup. That Mm -hmm. bonus could very easily be added. Another $250,000 bonus could be added in there somehow. And is there not a world we live in where some sponsor, some insurance company would love to? Allstate is the official sponsor of the World Cup bonus given to every women's, uh, I mean, the $250,000. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's somewhere. Easy. It's an easy thing. Or is it a matter where they just gotten complacent and said, all right, the best women in the world or the best American women want to play already, but not all the best men want to play for the national team. So we have to gear this business model to bring in more money for them to get them in, which isn't fair if you're a woman. She's like, yeah, I want to play no matter what I'm getting paid. That doesn't mean I shouldn't have equity. I shouldn't have parity in pay. And that's kind of the U.S. Soccer Federation's kind of throwing that in their face. Uh, saying, like, you negotiated this, you're okay with it, but the women's national team is saying, well, we did this so we wouldn't go on strike. Their their statement is this is the best agreement we could get without having to go on strike and having people lose money yeah. and lo- being locked so out. So interesting because uh, uh, the... That tweet I put out, man. I've never seen that type of reaction. <laughs> the tweet after two was... was I well, I mean, oh, yeah. It was crazy. Hey, you summed this, it up best, man. Broad strokes. This is why... Yeah, my tweet afterwards. Why, this is the... Check out my previous tweet. This is the reason why Twitter is the undisputed best. Just watch that thing go. And for 20 minutes, I watched that thing go. But it was getting nasty. I was, was getting pissed. It was getting very hateful in there. Yeah. There was people saying very, very terrible things. And it wasn't about... It, it, it left the... The salaries quickly. It mm-hmm. turned into everything sure. else. Just like I said, if you believe mm-hmm. this, then you believe this. It's like, right. oh, you want this? Oh, of course you do. You blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to be a catalyst for this. I don't, <laughs> I don't want this to be my timeline. So I had to delete. I actually deleted it. I was like, I have to delete this because I don't want to read this in my timeline for the next fucking four years, which is potentially going to happen. <laughs> but it is, it's so interesting that there's never any just, there's never any, let's put our swords aside, you know? There's never any like. Let's just think about this from a a smart common sense standpoint. Yeah. There's never any. Mm-hmm. And these people are talking and acting as if it's their cash. Oh yeah, going to exactly. Alex Morgan or a Rapino or or Presser. It's it's like it's their cash going. It's like the fuck is wrong with you like, why does everybody know why doesn't everybody want everybody to be rich why, why doesn't everybody want no, everybody I'm just to be trying rich? to support these awesome athletes that i love seeing play that's hey, it hey it's how about as simple as that how about this when i watch them win and beat another country it makes me feel like i'm a fucking better human mm-hmm. and i would like them to get paid more oh. for that. how about that how about that Ooh. buddy how about that how about whenever i watch the men's soccer team play i want to crawl into a fucking hole and die <laughs> <laughs> You don't make me feel good about America. You don't make me feel good about myself or anything. How about that? What's the problem with them getting rich? I don't know. But yes, I assume they'll all get rich now. Not all of them. 
the stars will all make money mm-hmm. from the just like the Olympic girls do with gymnastics and everything like that and the tour that they'll go on playing soccer against people they'll make more money but it's just optically it looks so terrible with that action network's Dan Ravel's tweet would you ever like to see a like um, a World Cup just like year round though like just a league it's like a USA versus everyone like it yearly though it can't happen I mean I maybe mean, that just it can't happen that's why the World Cup's the World Cup is because there's every four years it's a build up you know what I mean this is a big deal this won't happen for another four years whole new team's gonna come in things like that the Premier League and worldwide that type of shit happens but I don't think Americans have enough. Uh, Does the women's have a Premier League? All that uh, they have a league. They have a couple. They have a European league because the goalie, the what she got cut from Chelsea uh, or Arsenal, okay. something. She got cut from them like right before the World Cup stuff, and then she won goalkeeper. I don't know what it's called. The glove. <laughs> Glove the, glove the tournament? Glove. <laughs> she got the golden glove. I think she got a golden glove. But she does not have a team right now. So I guess there is pretty big women leagues overseas, just gotcha. like in basketball. There's women's mm-hmm. leagues overseas. But in America, the women's professional soccer has tried to kick off numerous times, and it's never really stuck. I think there's one currently going on. J.J. Watts, yeah. Watts' girlfriend oh. plays for the Houston team. So there is one currently. I'm not sure how great it does. Hopefully the World Cup will boost it up a little bit. But, man. Watching a women's soccer team play, it's awesome. It's fucking awesome. It is. I watched it, it on the plane. I watched it on a plane. I'd like to know how merchandise works, right? So you got a bunch of dudes that are probably buying USA men's soccer gear, but to wear it to root for the women. So I wonder if that's like a separate uh-huh, thing. Because the size. Nope. Yes. No, you sold that. Uh, the US WNT, US Women's National Team uh, jersey, was the number one soccer jersey, men's or women's, Ooh. ever sold on Nike.com. Good wow. news. Our first ever C&D came from soccer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it did actually. Our first cease and desist came from soccer for the Heartland shirt. That's still the greatest shirt we've ever made. So Love it. <laughs> I, they should have ceased and desisted us, but I wish they would have taken the money that we made and just given to the fucking women. <laughs> I wish they would have done that. That would have been great. But I, w- I do wish there'd be cooler heads, calmer thoughts. But I think we're moving into a society. We're not moving in. I think we're already very deep in a society that just doesn't think about anything they just let it eat you know what i mean yeah and i think it does suck to have to be that generation of athletes in your sport that has to legally fight for this you know what i mean that they have to be the ones to file the lawsuit but you know that happens every now and then you become that generation of that athlete in that sport that has to think about the athletes of the future i'm happy we figured out the world cup thing Mm -hmm. yeah me too it's the least we could do, honestly. We don't do a lot for the world, but that's something we could do. Had to be done. You know something else that you could do? Hmm. Very fast and easy? What's that? Learn a new language. Oh, yeah. Babbel, the language learning app that'll get you speaking a new language quickly and with confidence, Zito. Zito, they can even teach you English. Speak a new language. <laughs> Choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Babbel is designed to quickly get you speaking your new language within weeks. Babbel's teaching method, speech recognition technology, has been proven to be effective across multiple studies. Not just one study, maybe two. Multiple studies, though. Mm-hmm. Again, it was multiple studies have said, hey, this, this style works. Numerous. Its convenient lessons are only 10 to 15 minutes. They don't bore you with monotony. That's quick. Ooh. It is quick. 10 to 15 minutes? That's something that anybody can do. You can do anything for 10 to 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, easy. Anything. 
Learn through interactive dialogue so you can perfect your pronunciation and accent. Lessons are lovingly created by over 100 language experts, real people, by the way, not by a translation machine. Available as an app or online, your progress will be synced across all your devices. Be bold this summer and learn a new language. Cannot say you will become fluent in a new language. <laughs> you can't say it. Can't say it. I can't say that you will become fluent in a new language, but I do know that you will learn a new language with confidence. I mean, really, that's better than being fluent. Honestly, if you, you're speaking confidently, okay, well, you also you have an excuse. Yeah, yeah. I uh, know Obla. No, I'm excusing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ciao. <laughs> Cinco. You're right. Five. <laughs> it's unbelievable that you grew up in a Cuban family. <laughs> it is absolutely unbelievable. It's a fun time. Good food. Oh, there was a Cuban place on the island. Ooh, did yeah. you try that? No bread. <laughs> For a limited time, listeners can go to babble.com forward slash heartland and get the whole year of access to Babbel for as low as $3.50 a month. I'll read that again because it's insane. For a limited time, listeners can go to babbel.com forward slash H-E-A-R-T-L-A-N-D and get a whole year of access to Babbel for as low as $3.50 a month. Babbel. Speak a new language with confidence for almost zero dollars a month. Yeah, damn near it. Might as well be free. Three dollars and fifty cents. Was that a cup of coffee? You mm -hmm. got to be kidding me! And now all of a sudden you're, hey, hola, qué pasa ese? Babble. dot com forward slash heartland. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now was a third overall pick in the NBA draft to the Utah Jazz. He was a three-time NBA All-Star, a two-time Olympic gold medalist. This man has done it all in the basketball world, but could not defeat me at the showdown <laughs> at Bahamar. Ladies and gentlemen, NBA legend, Darren D. Will Williams. I want to I want to clear something up right now. If you couldn't beat Scottie Pippen in your singles match, you definitely couldn't have beat me. Excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. Scottie Pippen played the round of his life. People are saying I'm the best teammate around. People are saying I'm a better teammate than Jordan because whenever I'm around Scottie, he performs his absolute best. That's something to think about, D. Will. <laughs> what you sipping on right there? What's that? What's uh, that it's on? horse soldier whiskey. It's uh, you know that movie Twelve Strong where they hop on those horses and roll into Afghanistan. Yep. Okay, so those dudes, like the real life guys, own a brewery now in Ohio. They make uh, bourbon. Oh, nice. Bourbon. Yeah, it's like a hundred proof. Nice. Yeah, it goes real hard. Are Go you a hillbilly? Because you don't never got no shoes on. <laughs> Speaking of hillbilly, you're from Parkersburg, West Virginia. That's exactly. fair. That's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody I just, in my family, as soon as they get somewhere, they take their shoes off. <laughs> and just kick ass <laughs> and relax. Uh, I just like to be comfortable, man. And I think what I learned from you is that you're one of the you are an NBA legend. You 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 don't have to say it, even though I I don't know if you do or not. I don't know you that well. But you're an incredibly cool dude. In the NBA, I expected you guys to be a bit more prima donna because how much money's thrown around. I feel like you guys got a pretty cool little fraternity of guys over there. <clears throat> yeah, we do, man. We do. You got a chance to play with Bron Bron over there in yep. Cleveland. 2017. Yeah. Did you enjoy that experience? Do you think Kawhi and Paul George will regret not going and doing the same? Or do you understand why they did that? You know, I mean, I, I definitely enjoyed 
<clears throat> playing with LeBron. You know, I had a chance to play with him, you know, not only for that last half of the season in, in 2016 uh, or 2017, yeah. um, but I played with him two Olympics. And so I, I've got a chance to see him on, you know, multiple levels. And, and um, his, his basketball mind is so crazy, you know. Um, not talking about his work ethic. I mean, you can talk about his work ethic because it's unbelievable too. But just his, just the mind that he has for the game of basketball is is unbelievable to watch and see, and be around. You know, day in and day out. Um, and so I think they'll miss that. I think you know, I think he can teach those guys something. You know, um, but I understand why. You know why they did it. You know they wanted they wanted something of their own because it's always going to be his team. No matter, no matter what numbers he's putting up, no matter what he's doing, it's always going to be his team, you know. And so, I think where maybe where they're at in their careers, you know, especially Kawhi, you know, now he's won two championships, two Finals MVPs. He wants his own own legacy, not not to be you know attached to to LeBron. Okay, do you commend that or? Because the NBA has become a, a league where people are going to go play with other people. People act as people act yeah. as if like the super teams is something new. There's been great teams that have been associated with each yeah. other for forever. You know, it's it's funny, man. It's like all these older cats they get on, they start, they, you know, they bash KD when he went to Golden State, or they bash LeBron when he went to Miami. Man, guys have been playing together for ages. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not a it's not a secret, you know. <laughs> and the game has changed. The CBA has changed. You know, the rules have changed from when those guys were in the NBA to, to now. And so, you know, you see guys changing teams more often because that's what the NBA wanted. They wanted more, you know, they, they wanted a more competitive drama. league from top to bottom. How about drama, too? It feels like there's more drama, too, with it because we're yeah. talking about the NBA at all times, just like the NFL. The NFL has mastered the media control for year-round, no matter what it is, whether it's somebody yeah. getting fined, a trade talk, something happening like that. The NBA has found their groove, too, with these all, teams. All press is good press when it, when it comes down to it. You know, if you're talking about a brand, if you're talking about, you know, not all press, I can say all press, but, you know, for the most part, you know, and I think these, when, when, you know, a KD leaves and goes to the Warriors, you know, and he kind of becomes a villain in some people's eyes. You know, that's that's great for the league because now these guys are going to tune in to root against him, but they're still tuning in. No matter why they're tuning in, they're tuning in. Any so, given day, any given day, there's a conversation about who the best basketball player is on earth. I mean, at any given time, there's a new conversation. Kevin Durant, people are saying Steph Curry at one point had that on lock when he came in and changed the game completely. LeBron James is still around. Is there a, See, for me in the NFL, I think it's very pointless to have that conversation because situations happen and style yeah. of play and everything like that. I assume yeah. that's the same thing in the NBA. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you guys got so many guys on the field, you know, and, and so many guys that could, you know, you're playing one side of the ball for the most part, you know, so it's hard, you know, to have an impact on, you know, both, both sides of the field. Um, the basketball, you're doing everything. You know, you got these guys that they're out there for, you know, 40 minutes, 38 minutes playing the whole game. Um, and so it, it's a little bit different. Um, and, and you're always going to have, you know, you got the different styles, you got different things like Steph, you said, you know, he's, he's, he changed the game, you know, He's changed the game. Nobody's shot like him. Nobody's been able to do what he's done on the court. But, but you know, when you're talking about the best player in the game, for me, if you ask me right now, I'm going to say LeBron James. Um, 
you know, and I might be biased because I played with him. You know, I've had a chance to, you know, see him day in and day out. But uh, there's never been a player like him that does what he does. You know, the passes like him, that that knows the game like him, that scores like him, that defends like him. You know, he's a six eight two. 60 tra- freight train coming right at you. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to Gordon Hayward uh, a couple weeks ago. He said he didn't even pay attention to the NBA playoffs. A lot of NFL guys, whenever they get out of the league, they don't watch NFL games. They're sick of it. Do you pay attention? Yeah. You still watch games? Still love the game? So, so you know, I'm, I'm, I haven't played. So when I was playing, no, I didn't because I was so pissed off that I was not still playing. It's like I can't, I can't watch. You know, now like when I'm in a member guest or something and I get out, I don't go watch the rest of it. No. <laughs> I don't want to see I don't want to see somebody else win. <laughs> but 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 now that I'm not playing, I do actually I I, I enjoy watching the playoffs, man. I enjoy uh that 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 series between um the Blazers and OKC. Dame and uh and, and Russ going at it. That was fun to watch. Yeah, there was some fun. There was some fun series this uh, this playoffs. Is there any truth to whenever people say that they don't like to play with people, right? So when Kevin Durant left and went to Golden State, just like you talked about, people are calling him a snake. And then whenever uh, some Kyrie was considered a, a guy that you wouldn't want to play with, now Russell Westbrook is getting uh, deemed that title. Like, oh, Russ might be the reason why nobody wants to play with him. Is that a real thing, or is that just all p- media BS? I'm not. I'm not saying you have to say it about Russ. I'm just saying in general. Whenever yeah, these yeah, stories no, come yeah, out, I'm, I'm not one to call guys out and, and stuff like that. So I'm not going to speak on anybody individually. But uh, I think, yeah, I think there's guys that don't like playing with each other for sure. You know, I mean, it happens. I mean, you know how it is. I mean, you're in the locker room. There's, you know, there's beefs that are had. There's, you know, different conflicting styles. There's guys where you might think they're a great fit playing with you until you get on the court and you realize it ain't what you thought it was going to be. And so. <laughs> I think that it definitely happens in the NBA, and I think, I think the media definitely magnifies it, or in some cases they they make something out of nothing. You know, it, it, there's always two sides to the story, but you know, you never know. Chris Paul told me when we were about to tee off that he got a text message, an update on his phone that he was in Space Jam too, and I immediately congratulated him on being in Space Jam too. <laughs> He looked at me and said, I'm not in Space Jam 2, man. <laughs> I said, Chris, you deserve to be in Space Jam. He said, no, what I'm saying is somebody said I was in Space Jam, and it ended up being an alert that people got sent to their phone. I'm not in Space Jam. In yeah. the NBA, these things do seem to happen more often than anywhere else. It's crazy. These, uh, these, these sources that are going around the NBA, you know, that, that these writers – you know, the Stephen A. Smiths and Chris Broussards and all these guys. It's pretty comical, man, because I've had some – when I was in New York, I had some stories written about me that I was just like, that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> never happened. But a source said it happened, so it happened. Um, Kyrie and KD went to Brooklyn. Yep. The world got flipped on its head over there in New York. Yep. Nick's nation has kind of held down the fort of the world, the city that never sleeps. Now Brooklyn looks like it's about to hold that thing down for at least the next few years. Why do you think they picked Brooklyn over the Knicks? And what is your experience whenever you're with the Nets? Well, I don't know what universe you've been watching, but the Knicks ain't made the playoffs in like nine years or something. <laughs> <laughs> and the Nets have made it like a lot more than them, I think, lately. Uh but I don't know. I think I think <clears throat> I think 
you know, Brooklyn in the last, since they've switched to Brooklyn from New Jersey, has just done a great job with their brand. You know, a great job of, of um, you know, turning things around, you know, especially over the last couple, since I've left, they've, I mean, they've, you know, kind of started over and they've done a great job and, um, you know, new ownership in there now and, and new, pretty much new everybody. And so it's like they got a new life and, and the Nick, the Knicks are kind of just same owner doing the same things, you know, um, you always talk about like you hear about, you know, this organization's a good organization, a well-run organization. You don't really hear too many of those things about, about the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, like it, it's, it's sad because I mean, that's one of the, like if, if, you know, you'd ask me when I was playing, if I could just go anywhere, you know, and it would have worked out the Knicks, the Knicks are one of those places, man, because the garden is special. Like it's probably my favorite place to play in the NBA. There's so much energy in there. They love the game of basketball. They want their team to be so good. It just hasn't happened for whatever reason. Um, in the NFL, if you're a high-profile athlete, you get a bunch of lunatic creatures that can cure all with their super potions and shit like that. I think KD will be back for the second half of next season with this Achilles thing because there's something – some treatment plan will happen. Those are big eyes you're showing. Right now. You are showing some big eyes right now. I'm, I'm just, being, you know, I'm just thinking right now. While you go ahead, keep going. You no, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking that with the rehabilitation, the rehab, the possibilities. As a guy who owns a gym, which you do, which we will talk about. By the way, in the MMA space, which is wild to me, I can't wait to talk about that. But do you think KD will be back next year? And do you think the Nets can make a real run at this? You know, that's a tricky question. I, I'm sure. No, I don't know, man. They say Achilles are like a year. It's like a year thing, you know. I mean, I, I'm sure he could be back in eight months, nine months. But is he going to be, you know, ready? I mean, that's going right into like playoffs, playoff time. I mean, that's hard to that's hard to come back from, and be, you know, full speed, you know, where they need him to be. Um, that's a that's a tough injury, you know. Seasons are especially, so especially at his age. You know, he's older now. I mean, he's in his thirties now, right? Yeah, he's old. He's old. And he's, he's got a new old. number too. He's got a new number too. He's number. Did seven. he not? What is he now? He's number seven, man. Thirty-five got him in the league. Thirty-five got him some things. Thirty-five did this. Thirty-five did that. Seven's about to take him to a new fucking height, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe lucky number seven will get him back on the court. Hey, now <laughs> we're talking. But I don't even know. Do they want him back? You know next year do they want to just get him through that whole first year let them develop let all their guys you know and then him integrate him in the next year were you on a team ever that was trying to suck for the lottery Mm, not not really you know when i we made the playoffs every year in in uh in utah except for my first year and we only missed it by like two games and then when i went to when i went to uh the nets we stunk and we weren't trying to stink. We just weren't very good at the time. <laughs> the, um, the, I think that's a, we, and we had a lot of lot of injuries. Um, but I've I've never been on a team that like was purposely tanking. I don't at least I don't think that makes no sense to me. By the way, because what if you get in the lottery, you have a seventeen percent chance of like mm-hmm. these, these teams, their entire franchises are just burying themselves for a sixteen percent chance, and I just. I just don't know if that's a big enough percentage for me to suck. I, I just like I was a part of a team that 
I mean, I guess sucked for luck. I mean, I had no idea. I was kicking the ball as hard as I could every single time. But I guess some players said some schemes were being called that weren't exactly fitting the situations they were in to land with Andrew Luck on our squad and get rid of Peyton. But it's a very interesting thing whenever teams try to do that in the NBA. It never made any sense to me. I think it, it I think it makes some sense. I think if you're if if you're one of these teams who you're looking at, at your record in, you know, December or January, right? And you know there's no way you can make the playoffs. That's when you you start sitting these guys that are gonna <clears throat> maybe win you ten more games or twelve more games than you might win if you start these other guys or play these younger guys and start developing them and see what they can do. So I think it's kind of like a like a give and take. You think Zion's going to be an animal? Yeah, I think he's got a chance to be. I mean, he's he's a freak of nature, you know. To be that big, that that strong, that fast, jump like he does at his size, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty incredible. Long seasons, though. You guys have long seasons on the road a lot. How do you take care of the body? Um, well, I mean, got to eat right. You know, looking at his frame, man, you know, it's not like he's he's not fat by any means. You just you said know? he was fat? No. <laughs> I, said not, I said he's not fat by any means. Wait, what? D-Will, I'm sorry. I think there was a but, glitch there. You said he was fat? Why are you trying to start stuff? Go <laughs> <laughs> ahead me fight, fight Zion Williamson? <laughs> no, I like Zion. I don't want that I'm going right for a double leg. <laughs> Catch that my, knee, I'm bro. Gonna my, I'm going to use my wrestling. <laughs> But his no, frame but he, is a big one. But he could he I mean he's one of those guys that I think he'd benefit from losing like 20 pounds like leaning out, you know. Slimming down. I think he'd be that much more explosive, that much faster. Um I, but I, I like I like his game a lot. LeBron did that. Yeah. LeBron yeah, Le, I think LeBron he went through some phases where he I, mean, I swear I I swear he got up to like 280 at one point. He he was huge. And then and I'm he, not saying he was fat. But then he can't. Don't try to start, start that. <laughs> so D-Will is on the record saying LeBron and Zion, both LeBron fat Zion basketball fat, players. Yeah. No, but he came back, though, tiny. It, it looked like yeah. he was tiny. And I remember the talking heads were like, is he still going to be as dominant as he was now that he isn't as big as he uh, was? Blah, 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 blah. There's always something to talk about. And then he averaged like 29, 8, and 8. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about this. You have an MMA gym in Dallas. What is, how is that all coming to be? Were you a wrestler in high school? No, I, well, I couldn't wrestle in high school because uh, it's basketball. the same season as basketball. But I wrestled. I started when I was five, and I finished uh, my eighth grade year. was my last year wrestling. And so I've always kind of been drawn to, to MMA because, you know, especially, you know, when it, when it was first getting started, a lot of the guys were – you know, had wrestling bases. And so, you know, like the Randy Couture's and, and guys like that, Chael Sonnen's. And so I, I just like to watch it. And then I became a fan and started training. Uh, I actually met some some guys out in Utah when I was there. There were some UFC fighters, uh, Josh Berkman, Steven Seiler, um, a couple other guys. I started training. And then when I went to Dallas, um, one of my, uh, one of our assistant coaches, he does jujitsu. And so, I went with him one day, and we, we did some privates with uh, with this guy named Safe Saud, and uh, you know started doing private classes with him, and, and was loving the training. He was an amazing teacher, coach, and then he showed me, you know, he was kind of breaking off from where he was at and was starting his own thing, and I and I went in, and this gym was like no other that I've, that I've seen, and I was like, man, can I be? How can I be a part of this? You know, and from then on, we've been we've been great friends. He's my business partner now. 
um, you know, and he's done a great job of, of we've in the last two years, I've gotten nine guys in the UFC, um, two in the top 10 already in two years. And, uh, you know, we're just rolling. Hey, watch out for flying knees, man. Those things. <laughs> you see that thing? Hey. <laughs> funky, funky Ben Askren was on this show. I talked to him. He's uh, by far. You, the, you the, haven't talked to him since then? Nope. <laughs> I, don't Still know, sleeping. I don't know if he can form sentences yet. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. He's the best Frisbee golfer in the UFC. Yeah, and I got to give him that. To this day, <laughs> yeah. he is the best Frisbee golfer in the UFC. He didn't follow me back on Twitter, so I kind of... Um, not a friend of the show anymore, but he caught a knee right to the face there. And in that sport, that is something that can really happen immediately. Would you ever get in the ring? Would you ever get in the cage? Or uh, is it only you like, know, I've thought about it. Cause I mean, I train, I train a lot, you know, um, I've, I've always wanted to do one fight, you know, whether it was a, for charity or whatever I've wanted to do one. It's just, I got to stop golfing in order to do that. And that's been the problem. You golf. I got to put the golf clubs down for like, at least for like eight weeks for a training camp, you know, just to, to be serious. How often know. do you golf? Hey, yeah, I do a couple times a month, you know, maybe like five a week, four a week. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that was so, my... So people ask me what I do, you know, they'll ask me like, what are you, you know, what are you doing now that, you know, you're not playing? I'm like, well, I usually drop the kids to school. I go work out. And I go to the golf course, and then I pick the kids up. That's a long yeah. time, though. Hold on, though. The kids yeah, are at school. Job. The kids are at school for a long time. Yeah, I mean, they go at they go at eight, and they get out at the first one gets out at three. I mean, you're putting in fucking hours at the golf course. You no, I mean, I don't. I mean, I put in a good four four hours. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> hey, how many points did you earn? One and a half. Thank you very much. One That's and a half. Solid. That's solid. Thank you. Well, I didn't. Scobie. <laughs> Scobie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Scobie. And then. Who was, your, uh, who was your alternate shot partner? Thielen. Thielen? Yeah. So you got you had two good partners. Uh, they did too. <laughs> <laughs> they had a good partner too. You know what I'm saying? Partner what? Uh, they, with golf. Yeah. I was. A, drink, a drinking partner? Listen. <laughs> Listen, there's, there's a lot of games of golf. You know, some are physical, some are mental. I was there strictly to slow down Ray Allen for Scobie, which is what I did. <laughs> slowed his ass down. Ray Allen likes to play quick. He's a rhythm golfer. We slowed him down. I lost some balls in the woods. Had to go find him. <laughs> slowed him down. Got him out of his rhythm. Scobie kind of took over. And then Del Curry and Chris Paul, that Space Jam comment, T-Box won. I already had him. I fucking had him. I had him there. I, you know, bing, bang, boom. We're good. We ended up splitting. Uh, with them, but it was uh, I had a fun time down there. But you're putting in hours at the fucking golf course. That was my first real round of the year. That first, the the the, the first one, first time I've ever played 27 holes in one day in my life. In my I life. Oh, <laughs> Darren, I don't need your shit right now. I don't I need tell. your shit. You know what it was? I think you need shoes for balance. I I just don't know if you're you're right. You know, I, I just don't know if you're right. No, I don't mean everybody. I mean you. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking I that's, no, I was watching your swing. You're thinking shoes will help. Maybe. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy, you didn't even get to see you the show. You might want to start over. <laughs> <laughs> you are a good golfer. You see Kyle Williams chip that thing over my fucking head, though. Kyle Williams is a player. There's some real good golfers out there, yourself Kyle, included. Kyle can, Kyle can play. He won one under, I guess. He only won one up on Del Curry. Del Curry played. Uh, they were playing. They, they, they were playing. They had a good match. Who'd you take on in the. Um, Scobie. How'd it go? I beat him three up. 
Ooh. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> Good for you, bro. What are you talking about? I beat him. Wow. I made Brad a uh, birdie putt on 16 to close him up. Man. Scobie wasn't even out with us either. Like, it's not our fault. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, so I did. I might have contributed to that. I saw I saw him and his wife in in the casino the night before, and I was like, hey, you guys like got anything to celebrate? We should do some shots. Like, oh, you <laughs> fucking basketball players. I feel like, I feel like they, they need to celebrate something. I don't know what it was, but they did. <laughs> it helped me out. Darren, you're from West Virginia. You know this. You offer just a little bit of a carrot of alcohol in front of white people. They're going to run for it. You know I mean? <laughs> Scobie, Scobie down there, Louisiana boy, too. He's like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, we're celebrating. Uh, I was told going into that last day by you, by many, yo, you got Scotty Pippen, you got no problem. Don't even worry about it. Scotty Pippen. I didn't say, I, so I had never seen Scotty play. I was going off of what Greg Anthony said. Greg, Greg Anthony! <laughs> Greg Anthony made it seem. Maybe he got you because he made it seem like Scottie Pippen was the worst golfer in America. <laughs> like there was no worse. He was like, Scotty can't break a hundred is what he said. Right. <laughs> he can. I have four birdies on you. Yeah, he did. He dunked one from 180. Why pink dunk? Pink yeah, but didn't he, didn't he, didn't he shank it? first yeah yeah he duffed he also duffed one uh, like a par three he fucking blades it to 10 feet and then center cup birdie and ace looks at me nice par pro and walks off i don't need your shit right now scotty pippin ain't easy he says to i mean it's just it's non-stop from the guy it's non-stop so, so you're saying that he got in your head a little bit huh 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 yeah Remember no. you were just talking about Chris Paul and Ray, how you were there to slow him down? No, no. Scotty, Scotty Pippen. Yeah. No, no. no. Still he got the better of you. No, no. Mentally. No, still tr Physically. Not mentally. <laughs> Physically, he did. Me not mentally. Not never mentally, D Will. I I, I, sure? I refuse to listen to what you're we're gonna dump that out of the interview. <laughs> what you just said right there. Can't do that. It's not authentic. <laughs> they told me I was coming on an organic. Who's they? Who's they? <laughs> Who's they? <laughs> Who's going to win the NBA title next year? Man, that's tough. The West is a, a monster right now. They're just back. They just shifted right back to the West. Um, man, I don't know. I think the Clipper. I think the Clippers and the Lakers are going to be. Battling wow. out in the, in the finals. How good for LA finals. would that be? There was a chance that the Rams and Chargers were going to have to play for the conference right there in the middle of LA. Now there's a chance that the Western Division is going to run through LA. Good for they always find a way. That fucking Los Angeles. <laughs> Los Angeles always finds a way to be in the middle of everything. Yeah, always. How's Mark Cuban? Cool dude. Yeah, he is. I like Mark. Yeah, like, he's cool. Like as real and as genuine as he as he yeah, seems yeah. on TV. I, I mean, he's he's always around. You know, he comes to practices. You know, he shoots the shit with everybody. Um, you know, he's, he he keeps it real. He's, he's, you know, he, he tells you how it is, talks straight up with you. You know, it's not like he's going behind your back talking about you. He's a, he's a really good owner. It's a shame they can't get any free agents. Yeah, why is that? Dallas is a good city. Well, it's a great city. It's home. I don't know. I, I can't say that. I, got, I didn't go there when I had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about a company that saved my life while I was in Hawaii. Okay. When you're in Hawaii, the weather's warm. There's always an option to get into the water, though. 
There's a pool here. Bunch of screaming kids over there. There's an ocean here with waves that are going to take you out tsunami style. <laughs> At any given moment, you could hop on a board and surf, learn how to surf like you're a hang loose guy. Sure. There's one company that I could wear in the cafe, that I could wear in the Jeep that we took off-roading, that I could wear while kicking the footballs that I kicked there, and also in the beach and the pool, and it's also incredibly comfortable. Shout out bird dogs. Oh, yeah. I'm, when I say this, I mean this. I wore bird dogs four out of the five days that I was in Hawaii because it's easy, because the underwear's already in there. It's very efficient. They feel good. They can go anywhere. You only, they pack easy. They, you could cur- curl them up into tiny little things and they fit in the suitcase easily. But when you travel with a lady who packs the whole house. <laughs> well, you didn't even have to iron them. Don't have to iron them. They also, I like the I like the length of them, show off the yeah. quads a little bit. Yep. I enjoy it. And I like how I can move in them, honestly. You can dress them up, you can dress them down, and they're comfortable. You can wear them in water, you can wear them to dinner. Bird dog shorts have really changed the game for me. And I never was a guy that liked the underwear inside the shorts. Right. I was very against that. And I think it's because I... I had never experienced the way Bird Dogs does it. The way they craft and, and uh, cure the uh, kitten caboodle mm. feels good. Mm. Honestly, it feels good. It's a good poop catcher. <laughs> I don't know if that's what it's designed for. We, we've tried to explain it to him. It's, yeah. just, it's, it's what he does. Listen, you're, like you wear tights every day. Oh, good poop catcher. <laughs> I am kind of worried that that's, that's what you think. <laughs> that is not... I, that is not why bird dogs are awesome. It's not. I mean, maybe that is why some people love them. But for me, it was just the comfort, the way they look, they dress. They, I just like the way they felt too. I think it. you're in the majority. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go to birddogs.com and a promo code America, and they'll throw in a pair of nunchucks. Oh, what? I completely forgot about this. You heard that right? Nunchucks. They'll give you an actual weapon along with your pair of bird dogs. That's birddogs.com. Promo code America, and boom, a free pair of nunchucks with your pair of bird dogs. You will not take these things off, I promise you. That's true. I slept in them. I woke up in them. I wore them. I'm a big fan of the bird dogs operation. And right now, birddogs.com, promo code America, you get a free pair of fucking nunchucks. (laughs) What a promo. Outrageous. (laughs) Excuse me, ma'am. I really like these shorts. I'd like to purchase them, but do they come with a martial arts weapon? (laughs) No? Okay. I'm all set. Yeah, they're not as comfortable as a pair that sends a martial arts weapon, too, so maybe you go to hell. (laughs) all right there's a couple guys in the room they might have some questions for you do you mind who are they are they cool guys cool guys really good dudes three of them were the guys that were with me they're still drunk from the bahamas (laughs) oh i remember them (laughs) hey we had a good time in that place yeah you did yeah 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 we did yeah you did oh you didn't have a good time no i i left way before you you don't know that You don't know. Yeah, dude, because my brother was in there with you. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the night. (laughs) That's neither here nor there. The boys, please. God, Z. Mr. D. Will, um, who did you dislike the most when you were playing the NBA? He said he doesn't like throwing people under the bus. Oh, yeah, I'll throw him under the bus. Let's go. Dante Jones. (laughs) Jesus. That's what the AH, right? I couldn't stand him. In Denver, he was in Denver. He used to trip me, he used to grab me. He was so dirty, and then I got on the team with him in Cleveland, and now we're great friends. <laughs> <laughs> How would you like retaliate when they like start like tripping you and shit? Uh, man, you gotta keep your cool, man. This it's the NBA, man. You get, I mean, you get three games for throwing a punch. 
I ain't trying to do that. I need that money. <laughs> I need that check. Yo, shout out Stack. <laughs> shout out Ron Artest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fans are so close to you guys. Really close. Yeah, like yeah, I. So you see that Golden State? What happened with Kyle Lowry? Yeah, he's an investor of the team, not an owner of the team. By the way, that's what yeah. they said. He was an yeah. investor. Yeah, of course, of course. I pull down five boards a piece whenever I go to a game, Pacer game. I get five <laughs> fucking boards. I'm sitting right behind the fucking. You're lucky. You're lucky. You didn't come into the Pacers whenever I was there. You would. You would have scored zero points. That's that. Sure. I had some of my best games at uh, Conseco. No, what's it was. called now? Banker's Life. Yeah, it's Conseco still. I agree. <laughs> hey, I'm in your. I'm in your world. By the way. It's Bonkers there's Life certain, when I go. Yeah, there. there's certain places like the, Utah, still the Delta Center. I don't care what they call it. Care how many times it changes name, it's gonna be the Delta Center. <laughs> hey, listen, you get a business to commit more than fucking four years, and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll have a little respect for it. You played well in uh, you played well in Indiana. Yeah, some good games in India. Uh, there was there was a, I always had I always had a lot of Illini fans there, so I think mm, it was a little motivation. Yeah. Wait, were you on? Was Jason Kidd a teammate of yours? No, in the Olympics. Who did he play? He played for. Didn't he play for the Nets? He, he played for the Nets mm -hmm. but, uh, way before I got there. He was in Dallas um, when I went to the Nets. Okay. So there was a moment between me and Jason Kidd where I, I thought I was going to get punched in the face by Jason Kidd. So it was like fourth quarter, tight. Ball comes off the backboard, bounces. I jump up, snag it. Box out, you know. I'm front row, right underneath the hoop. Like I am, I'm right there. And uh, I can see you really doing it. You're like, you're not exaggerating, <laughs> bro. Really snag the board, like just like that too. Yeah, bro. I was trying to get ten. That I was trying to. Yeah. I was trying to get ten. I I snagged one from uh, Roy Hibbert's agent, who was Jordan's agent, who created the Jordan shoes. I fucking <laughs> dove almost on him. The big bald headed guy from DC. I don't know his name. He's. I know, uh, He's an important character, though. He got, come to me. he got a lot of me in him for my fourth board. Right? <laughs> but I picked up my fifth board. I picked up my fifth board, okay? Yeah, I, I, I mean, who's keeping stats here? I mean, we're having a good time. And uh, Jason Kidd's doing the inbound pass. And I hold the ball straight out like this to him. I hold the ball straight out to him like this. And he's looking me dead in my eyes. And I go, take the ball, Jason. And he just looks at me. Take the ball, Jason. And he looks at the ref. He goes, "Well, you get the ball from this guy." <laughs> so then I have to throw the ball to the ref. Then the ref bounces it to Jason. The Jason passes it in. Something happens, and then he gives me this weird look as if I'm a psychopath, and jogs down to the other end of the fucking court. And I'm like, "I got him." Hey, kid, you're mine. You're my kid now. You're my baby now. You're. I'm your daddy. I'm your daddy, kid. I'm your dad. And, and you, do you see why he might looked at you like you're a psychopath? <laughs> Five boards, bro. You were having a game. By yourself inside the game that you were not a part of. Just for future reference, I think he scored seven and only got two boards that night. I just wanted to be known. The only thing that kind of holds me back is the assists. I nobody they don't let me. You know what I mean? It's impossible to get an assist from front row there. But I'll figure it out. Yeah. I hucked you ever, one. You ever shot one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got kicked. Out. I got kicked out immediately. <laughs> See you later, sir. Thank you so much. It was a fever game. It was the Indiana Fever. It was the WNBA. Ball came to me, hucked it up. Sir, you have to leave. You got it. <laughs> it didn't go in either, by the way. I'm 0 for 1 shooting in Canseco. Banker's life, whatever you call it. Next question. Darren, if Elon Musk ends up developing a time machine, Here we is go. there a stretch of time, a moment of time, or even a game in your career that you would pay a considerable amount of money to use that time machine and go back and do again? For sure. What is, what is that? 
that would be the NCAA finals against mm. North Carolina. Mm. I did a lot of research, so I know exactly what happened. But those who li- who are listening that don't know, why don't you explain what the I'm fuck happened? Diving happened. right into Sean May's legs because he went <laughs> like thirteen for thirteen from the field against us, and you lost. Yeah, sadly. I didn't. I didn't know that. She'd fork over a considerable amount of money to do that, like MMA gym money. Like, how much money what would year? you fork to do that over? Huh. one. That's a tough question, man. What year was this? Uh, oh two. No, oh five. Sorry. Oh five. Oh five. And you went to Illinois. Yeah. And the boys in the room here, whenever we read that you went to Illinois, got real excited. I guess you guys were an incredibly electric college basketball team. That Illinois team of yours. Yeah, we had a solid solid run that year. We started off twenty seven and zero. Oh, lost the last uh, regular season game to Ohio State, and then didn't lose again till till the finals. Sean Hayes, who's he? Some white guy? Sean May. Sean May. Sean Big May. boy. Who's Sean he May? Was, uh, he was a center for uh, um, North Top Carolina. Point. He was a lottery pick. Mm-hmm. Played, played probably a good seven years in the league. Scotty yeah. May's kid, right? I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. What was the final score? Oh, uh, we lost by seven. I think it was seventy-seven, seventy. Hey, good yeah. run! The, hey, hey, look at you though. Hey, hey, hey! Hey, hey taking Illinois to the national championship—that's massive. Yeah, it was good. We needed to win it though, so I—I I don't know how much I'd pay, but I'd pay some money to go back. You could Tanya Harding them too. You could pay. That's what I'm saying. I'll pay <laughs> I might bring you take those legs out. <laughs> Maybe you go back to the day before the, day the game. before the game yeah. and do the Josh Scobie thing yeah. to Sean May. Hey, yeah. Bob, you're saying national championship, man. Here's some shots. Go ahead. Yeah. Get loose. Yeah. All right. It's not a bad play. There's a game I'd go back to, 13-9, and miss two kicks. It's tough. Oh, Still boy. get death threats to it. I'd pay mm. a considerable amount of money to get that out of my life. Mm. Elon Musk, take it all. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Uh, D. Will, you're a golfer now, big time golf guy. Who is your dream foursome that you would love to play with on the course? You and you and who else? Three other guys. I can't be included because I'm here. So obviously, just take me out of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you'd be on that list, but uh... <laughs> no, no, no. I thought I, I just wanted to save you from having to put. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you didn't have to say that. What? We'll I'm, I'm gonna go with. They're all golfers. I'm gonna go with Tiger. Okay. Arnold. Of course. And Jack. Let's go. Oh, man, can you imagine? How would you do? How many strokes are they giving me? <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Are you a scratch golfer? Uh, I'm a one. Holy Damn. shit. Mm. I mean, seven hours a day, though. I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Tiger's up it's at not, one. It's not seven hours. Ah, sure feels like it. Tiger's up at 1 a.m. right now getting ready for the fucking game. He's ready to go. That guy's going to win about 10 more championships. Think so? I think so. I hope so. I'm pulling for hard for him. Yeah, I am too. I am too. So you just love the game of golf, huh? I do. Always have, or did you get into it whenever you were No, in? I used to, man. I used to, growing up, I didn't play golf, so I thought I thought golf wasn't a sport. I think this is the stupidest game ever. It's boring <laughs> to watch. These guys aren't athletes until I started playing it and realized how hard it was to hit that little white ball where you wanted to go. And so it kind of it was like the first sport where I naturally wasn't, like, decent at, you know. I could pick up a bowling ball and bowl. I can, I'm good at table tennis. I play tennis, like. Whatever, you know, I could compete. I could throw a football. I can catch a football. Golf, I was swinging and missing, topping it, sculling it. And it just drove, it just like drove me to want to be, be good at it. When did you dive into it? Uh, my 
going into my rookie season, uh, Kenny Thomas, I don't know if you remember that name, but he played for Sacramento Kings. And I he, do remember Kenny Thomas. He, uh, he invited me to play in his, um, his charity uh, golf tournament before my rookie year. So I went up and played. I mean, of course, I, I never played golf in my life, so I was just out there pretty much riding around. I hit a couple shots, whatever. And I was like, well, I want to start my own foundation. So I was like, I'm going to have a golf tournament. So I had a golf tournament. I figured that's what everybody does. They have golf tournaments. So I had one. And I was just so bad that I was just like, you know what? Next year I got to be better. And so I started playing a little bit. And then it just kind of got, you know how it is when you get that golf bug. I just, it just took over. Good for you, man. I had that golf bug one time in my career and then it stopped. <laughs> then it left. I'm gonna get it back though. I thought about I thought about getting becoming good at golf before next year's tournament if I get invited back. I thought well, that's about what it. that's what that's what CP was talking about. He was he was he was mad with his performance, so he he wants to he wants to you know get a little bit better. You like you like Chris Paul? I do, I do. Yeah, we've been friends since uh, since college. That's awesome. Does he hate Sean May too, or? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's a Wake Forest guy, so he probably hates all North Carolina guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Uh, Evan Fox back here was the young child-looking kid that was with us. M- massive NBA fan. I can't wait to hear what comes out of his mouth. Yeah, D. Will, you talked about Steph Curry uh, changing the game with the shooting. Do you like yep. the new NBA shooting, or do you miss the uh, low post physical game that it used to be? Hmm. Great. I think we'll see it again. I think. I feel like this thing's kind of going waves. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a wave. Cycles. Like a circle. You know, it's a cycle. And um, I, I, I do miss it because I think I, I like when I came in the league, it was kind of that way. You know, I came in in 05 right. where there was still a lot of, I mean, Shaq was still dominant. You know, there's all these dominant postmen. And, you know, as a, as a point guard, the pick and roll was, was my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I enjoyed that that part of the game and, you know, having the, the traditional big man. Um, but I also like, you know, the space on the floor when everybody – you got four guys out there that can shoot. You know, it just opens up the floor and, and it's just a different game. It makes for a different game. I think it's fun. I think the fans want to see – they like seeing threes. They like seeing, you know, the 130 points being put up. And so that's kind of the, the trend right now. Do you, What point guard did you look up to whenever you were young? Um, Jason Kidd. Um, was a big one. AI. Yeah. Um, you know, me and Jason King are back. I mean, I watched everybody. I mean, I, I Stockton. Um, Stockton to Malone. Huh? Stockton to Malone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know my basketball, Darren. I see. <laughs> I don't know shit about basketball, though. <laughs> I got a jumper that's wet, though. I'll tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. Do you? Yeah. You ever shoot at all? You still play a game at all? Uh, I shoot, I shoot, and I mess around with my kids. But I've only, I've only like hooped like three times since, since uh, I've been done. Man, you just going into an LA Fitness though, and just fucking—that'd <laughs> be so much fun. I, I think that would be a ta- no. That's an accident waiting to happen. That's my biggest fear. Yeah. Why? Because some me will get in the way. You roll your ankle. <laughs> just try to, yeah, try to take your leg. They don't know no better. You be going up for a layup. Here they come, sprinting a hundred miles an hour, thinking they're going to stop you, and they just take your whole left side out happened to me in intramural high school basketball went for a dunk on the teacher's team he fucking took my legs out (laughs) (laughs) took my legs out bang flat on the back i'm a coach for the rest of this fucking season boys i'm a coach (laughs) ty you're going 
Yeah, D. Will, uh, we talked about him a little bit earlier. A lot of reports have come out that have said that uh, Westbrook potentially could get traded. Where's mm-hmm. somewhere if he does that, like, who are a couple guys you'd like to see him play with, or where do you think he would benefit from going the most? Is he always angry, too? He seems he, like he's he always what? Angry. He seems like he's yeah, an, he is a, he, he plays angry. He, he does. He plays with that, with that chip on his shoulder. I think it's just him. He's always been like that, though. If you look at – if you watch his, like, highlights from college, I mean, he, it wasn't as bad, but when he dunked viciously, he was going to let you know and let everybody in the gym know. Yeah, all that. Yeah, so that's what makes him him. Who would you like to see him play with? They're saying Miami with Jimmy Butler down there. <laughs> Ooh, that would be a good one. That would be a good fit, I think. I think shoot him in him in uh, in New York. I think he has that personality, that the the right mentality for New York. Uh, him and R.J. Barrett out there, and that Iggy kid yeah. from Michigan, the Izzy, yeah. Izzy, whatever yeah, his name is. Break us or I just don't know who they have, you know, to give up to get him. The owner. They should just get rid of James Dolan. Just <laughs> <laughs> get rid of that guy. All right. We'll give you the owner. Uh, D. Will, I can't, I can't thank you enough for joining us, man. You spent a oh, lot man. Of, Thanks for having me. You honor. spent a lot of time with us here. This was very honor, nice of you. Honor, you know, talking to my, my second favorite punter. Who's your first? And, oh, Steve Weatherford, you know. Illini, former Illini. Mm. Yeah. I like Steve. He works out a He's lot. He's good, dude. He works out a lot. <laughs> works out a lot. <laughs> he, wants to, he wants to come out and, and hang out with me in Utah for, in the summer. And I'm like, I don't know if I really want that because he'll want to work out too much. <laughs> Bro, I, back whenever he was doing Snapchat, at first whenever everybody had Snapchat, I followed him on Snapchat. I, I, all he did was work out literally all day. It was a post of another workout every single day. Like I, I, I was just waking up. He was about four workouts deep, and I'm like, yo, what? Me and this guy play the same position. Something's happening wrong here. And then he's just <laughs> stayed on that routine for what seems to be a good six straight years now, and yeah. he is insane he's, to look at. When we interviewed him, well. he was he's working out. Business, he's doing good. And we, started, we interviewed him, and he started fucking bench pressing the table. <laughs> like he flipped the fucking table over and started bench- with the headset on microphone started bench pressing the table started doing wall sits during the interview <laughs> it was like he was he's jonesing a, you know he had to get a, get a fix huh isn't he from indiana yeah he's from uh Terre Haute, right over here yeah. that's i met him at a he had a camp i went to his camp i met him and he like worked out in the middle of his camp like, <laughs> we go we go to a bar out here what's going on you mean you mean you you and you weren't on that same program when you? You know, I, I just found, like, if, if it's not broke, let's not fix it. You know, and uh, I never really was that big of a workout guy. So he got me to where I was. Let's just go ahead and ride this out, see how long it lasts. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> see how long it lasts. Uh, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. You're in Utah right now? Yeah. Are you playing in that Lake Tahoe thing? No, I didn't get invited this year, man. They didn't they invite me. I I'm not a big enough name. Yikes. Uh, well. Yep. That hurt. That hurt. Maybe That's probably had, why. Because I didn't, uh, two years in a row losing that. They don't want no losers. <laughs> oh, you've never had, you've never won the showdown? No, we, we lost it last year, too. Oh, you've never won the showdown? <laughs> There's only been two of them, jackass. <laughs> I'm just saying, you've never won the Baja Mar NFL versus NBA showdown ever in your entire life? Have you have you had that with you every day? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs>
Going through the airport was rough with it, though. It was heavy. These things are so heavy. You would never know, but like, this, <laughs> they are so heavy, D. Will. It is insane. I only went one time. I undefeated a champion golfer. No big deal. Champion golfer. Hey, man. Some, you know what? Somebody sent me a uh, a link to your, your little uh, your cartoon about the sheriff. <laughs> that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> True story, too, man. I think that's why I was invited to the show now, because I think of that story. Was it? I think, I think that story in itself is it. damn sure one for your golf game. Oh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, three-time NBA All-Star, two-time gold medalist, zero-time champion at Showdown, uh, Darian Williams. Appreciate it, fellas. Shout out to DWill8. Follow him on uh, at Darren Williams on Twitter, DWill8 on Instagram. Shout out Todd, Frankie Boy, Zito, Foxy, Ty, and old Gator back there for hanging out. I got in the office late because of the Hawaii time change. Really fucks you, by the way. I you bet. jet lagged? Yeah. I've this been is, there. This is, I don't think you ever have. <laughs> I'm jet lagged right now. Yeah. <laughs> Central. It's a, it's a tough time zone. I do forget about that, though, because it was at like four o'clock and I saw your Instagram story and it had the time stamp on. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's 7 a.m. there. So yeah. He's got I, a full day ahead of him. It was, I woke up and the fucking World Cup final was on. Mm-hmm. I woke up, it was like mm-hmm. 6 a.m. and the World Cup final was on. I was like, that's crazy. Holy hell. But it made me feel like I was a real good guy. I felt like I was the rock. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I was the rock. Sam and I were up at like 5.30 a.m. hiking at like 6 a.m. I'm like, bro, we're fucking killing it. Look at us. We're like Mark Wahlberg. And then we get back today and I'm like, yo, I'm going to have to sleep for about six, seven hours. I'm in a bad spot. I'm in a bad spot. Uh, today I got to travel up to Iowa. Mm-hmm. Excited to do that. Got some shit going on in Iowa. That'll be cool. That'll be fun. Semi- I- I'm traveling again today, and then I'm traveling again Saturday. You're gonna be so jet lagged. Uh, I'm not. My body's not even gonna know what time zone it's in <laughs> by Saturday. Extreme Rules this Sunday. I'll be doing a watch along with the WWE. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Exciting stuff. They're they're leaving the PG era. Does that mean I can leave the PG era with oh, the watch along? Nice. Oh, you want rules? You want to the fucking table? <laughs> <laughs> that'd be nice. Extreme Rules. Yeah. Hey, I can do that. Yeah. yeah who knows? Hashtag Endgame, hashtag Endgame. Send me some stuff to keep me uh, laughing during my travels. I'll very much appreciate it. Make me laugh, send you some merch. It's a pretty easy game, this hashtag Endgame, Endgame. Endgame, Endgame. The Avengers stole it from me, but I stole their ending. So, <laughs> Is it still a sponsored hashtag? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. yeah so it still fun. pops up. <laughs> oh, what did I watch? I watched something that I thought you would like. Spider-Man. Oh, oh, yeah. With Iron Man, right? There's this new one. Yeah, you watched right. the new one? Yeah, I watched it. How'd you like it? Oh, it, was, it was cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're, you're always going to be a Toby guy. I thought it was cute. You know what? No, this kid won me over. He's Whoa. good. I like this kid. I liked him a lot. I liked what he did. I liked everything about it. Iron Man seems like a really cool role to have, though. You're just the fucking guy. Oh, yeah. I'm just a hero at all times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm richer than you. Yeah. I'll save the world better than you. I got a better suit than you. I created your suit. Mm-hmm. No spoilers. He had a good run. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is done. I think he's still alive. He died. Yeah, in Avengers. Iron Man died? Yep. Yeah, yeah in Avengers. Yeah, you knew that. Spoiler plan, ban's been lifted. It's been out for months now. I didn't know that. I, I thought he, he saw was... the Spider-Man before this. Yeah, the this last one. Yeah. Another new Spider-Man just came out on like 4th of July. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you watched yeah. And better, right, than the last well, one? I was going to oh, say, it's yeah. in true Pat fashion, I'm assuming he watched the second one. But no, you actually watched the first one. This yeah, is yeah. awesome. Is this with Tommy, the same kid? Yeah. 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 Oh, oh. 
It's my guy. That's his name, right? Tommy. Yeah, Peter. Either. Tom Owen. Yes. Tom oh. Owen, yeah. Yeah, Peter Parker, I know. <laughs> <laughs> How about that girl's dad being the guy? Crazy. Huh? Wow. The way they write movies. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting in my fucking pod. I was sitting in my pod on the plane, and when it happened, I was like, of course it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm concerned you need just the water. This is the fucking dad. I knew I should have known that. I should have known it was the dad. Should have known it. I still don't understand how those webs keep up with anything those other guys do. It's like Hawkeye with them arrows. I don't know how they keep up with any of that stuff. Quick trigger. Well, how about Karen, too, be on his ass for not knowing the suit? I mean, I was a mm-hmm. kid. I had no idea what he's doing. He's throwing in a terrible situation, lady. Fucking get off his ass. He's a high schooler. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you see the second one? Oh, oh man. I can't. Hey, he's ripped up in that first one. Oh, yeah. 15 oh, year old yeah. kid with an eight pack. Ripped up in the second one, too. Spider bite. Huh? It was a spider bite that got him strong. Is that a spoiler? No. Was that in that movie I just watched? Oh, yeah. No. I didn't see they didn't it. show it, but they, it implies. They didn't imply shit to me. No. <laughs> they showed that in the Toby one. Yeah. The That's that, the origin story of Spider Man. Yeah. He gets bit by a radioactive spider, gains little powers. Oh, by the way, there was a chance for the upside down kiss again. Yeah. In oh. this one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, they're not doing that to Toby. They're not taking that. <laughs> nah, it's Toby's. He didn't pull the trigger. He didn't pull the trigger. And my ear thing just fell off. Ty Schmidt hit the music. <laughs> hey, Lois, thought you might be in the mood for a classic. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Here comes Peter on the clothesline, but his name's not Peter. It is Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Come on, Lois, let's get busy. Maybe in the garden right here. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Touch my can with your hand, Spider-Man. Oh, help, Spider-Man. I'm being attacked by the evil Rose voice. Uh, I'll save you, Mary Jane. 